BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And now, The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your Score Instant Reacts podcast, week nine of the high school football season. And we're going to put the actual football on the back burner for a second because he's back. I'm back. <laughs> and, and louder than ever. Greg Armstrong is back, fresh off of becoming a dad for the 17th time. <laughs> it's only number four. Yeah, welcome to the club. That, yeah, exactly. Uh, baby Ben is at home, hopefully sleeping. Uh, my you better, wife. You better hope he is. I know. Yeah. I know. My wife is a saint, and uh, when I had mentioned the idea of maybe coming in on a Friday, uh, her mom was going to be in town anyway, so I thought, well, maybe I couldn't. And she was nice enough to let me go to a football game. Thanks, Becca. Yeah, exactly. thank you, Becca. <laughs> Becca's a saint. You're exactly right. Um, baby boy is cute, man. Well, thank you. Yeah, well done. Becca always gets mad because they're always like, he is so cute. He looks just like Greg. Well, I didn't hide so people said that. <laughs> Who says that? People. people. I the people, people say that. I know, people. I know Becca's going to listen to this. She's, a, she's an avid listener. <laughs> exactly. He does, she looks nothing like Greg. I mean, almost a little... No, I'm not. No, but he, uh, <laughs> he looks... He's an adorable little boy. Um, congratulations, my man. Welcome back, though. We've missed you. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Yes. So um, you start the night off by going to, to Sterling. If I'm going to get you to come back for a week, you might as well go see... Uh, the Golden Warriors, um, they wrap up a Western Big Six championship, an undefeated 9-0 run. <clears throat> they got out to an early league, Greg, and, and impressive once again. It was one of those games where you thought if Sterling can jump out on top of Galesburg, a Galesburg team that only has one win on the year, they're on the road in Week 9, you can really... Did they have two wins? Two wins. Okay, I'm sorry, I apologize. Two wins hey, on the year. Hold on real fast, hold on. It took exactly... <laughs> Two minutes for stocking to correct you. <laughs> Some things never change. <laughs> yeah, welcome back. Yeah. So I thought if Sterling could jump out, it really kind of, you know, the momentum's going to build. It's going to be hard for Galesburg to hang in there, like I said, being on the road against a really good football team. And, man, did they jump out quick. Willman on, I think, the second play of the game, maybe second or third play of the game, 55 yards, touchdown, they scored on their first three series and were up 20 to nothing midway through the first quarter. And Galesburg ended up putting up, I think, 28 points. Yeah, good I'm for them. Guessing, I'm guessing Sterling started resting guys yeah, with a lot of playoff play. Sure, sure. Also, when you look at the stats from that game, uh, Cooper Woman, four total touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns in the first quarter, four total in the game. Noel Aponte, three rushing touchdowns, four total touchdowns. Sterling is 35-1 in their last 36 regular season games, and they've won 19 in a row at home. Those are fantastic in the regular stats. Season. Those are stocking score stats, the night stats right there. 35-1? and 35-1 in their last 36 Man. Wow. regular season games. Yeah, so they'll be at home in the postseason. And who's that lost to? Uh, 
the Geneseo. No, this so that's is the last time they won a conference game. No, this was uh, thirty-five oh, to one in the regular gotcha. season, and that was like last Rochelle? year. Sycamore. Sycamore. Sycamore yeah. yeah, yeah. They yeah. beat Rochelle on the last play of the game last year, twenty-three twenty on a Saturday night because the game got postponed. But then they went to Sycamore and lost uh, like twenty-six to seven. I want to say. It was something unusual, very unusual. Yeah, we'll find out where Sterling plays and, and who they play. I mean, they'll be at home. Um, they'll be one of the top seeds in, in 5A. Uh, an impressive season for them. We've, we've touched on it throughout the weeks. Um, they belong in the Western Big Six. They, they did really well in the Western Big Six. They, they, there was not a game this year in the Western Big Six that they won by less than double figures. They won every game in conference play by double figures. That's an impressive season. John Schlemmer continues to roll right along. I love the mic'd up. In fact, Ben Hammer loved the mic'd up so much that he mentioned in the live shot. Right. Yeah, yeah that was pretty John cool. John Schlemmer, I, I, there's people that'll run through walls for that guy because of how energetic and fiery he is, and he's just done a fantastic job with that program. They were never going to be satisfied with anything less than a Western Big Six championship this year. They were excited to be in the Big Six, but excitement and winning the Big Six were two different things for mm -hmm. them. They are going to be the two seed going into the playoffs, as it looks right now, as far as the points go. If everything shakes out the way that the north-south divide is going to be, their half, that north, it's going to be stacked. Yeah, loaded. It's going to be so hard to get through. They're not saying that they can't. They can obviously definitely get through there, but it's going to be a, it, it'll be a tough road. If, if you get through, the you've state, earned it. The state champion comes from that side. Oh, absolutely it does. Yeah. Absolutely it does. But, yeah, congratulations to them. Great, great win, great season so far to this point. It'll be one of those instances where we'll say – It'll be a quarterfinal or a semifinal game, and we'll see the matchup, and we'll go, this is the state championship game, which happens numerous years, and, and hopefully Sterling gets over the hump and gets to that state championship game and wins the state championship. would be great to see. It's been that way the past two years. The team that they've lost to in the state, yeah. uh, I believe in the semifinals, have gone on to one. I know a couple years ago it was Chicago Phillips, and I don't remember if Boylan won last year or not. It might have been JCA last year, but either way. Uh, the team, yeah. you know, it, it, it's going to be tough to get through there. Steve Susi, the IHSA bracketologist, has in the uh, Sterling uh, part of the bracket, Lombard, Montini, or Chicago, Payton would be the uh, would be the Elite Eight game, and then Rockford, Bolin would be the uh, would Boylan. Be a, Boylan would be the or, bo or bo Bolin would Bolin. be the would be the state semifinal. Right, and and Sycamore will be in that half. Um, yeah, there, there's just a bunch of it's 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 a loaded northern bracket. Um, elsewhere in the Western Big Six, hats off to Moline. They go down to Quincy, and as a wise man last week on the podcast said, that's me. Um, <laughs> oh, you? Yeah, Moline. Uh, you felt they were putting everything together for the first time since maybe week one, I think, Cuff. They had both of their running backs. Week, week two. two. Yeah, week two. And um, um, hats off to them. They go down to Quincy. Um, Caden Dreifurst has a huge game. Abubakar Berry does well. Jaheim Mitchell does well. The defense scores a pick six. They did, they did absolutely everything they needed to do to go down to Quincy. Who cares about the bus ride? Who cares how long the bus ride is? They got the job done. Moline is in the playoffs. <laughs> They're going to get a tough draw. They're a 5-4 and four team. That's, that is what it is. They're going to get a tough draw. They're going to go on the road. But that's a really good 5-4 and four team that no first-round games, gonna, no, no um, highly ranked team is going to want to see right off the bat. Do we know what bus route they took down to get down there? Maybe the bus driver <laughs> took a different way. Maybe they flew. Fresh. Maybe, maybe they, they did like flew, a. Yeah. Maybe they did like a private flight down there. The defense is the storyline of this game. No, I think it's the bus route. Yeah. The defense <laughs> is totally the, the defense is just the storyline of the game because they had two pick sixes. Four times Quincy got into Moline territory 
and were turned away without points. It is a bend-but-don't-break defense that wins it tonight for the Maroons. How many, hold on. How many points did they give up? They gave up... 14 points? Uh, no, they lost the... I mean, they won the game 48-21. to 21. Okay, so they gave up 21 points. But it was a bend-but-don't-break. They did not... Be, I mean, when Quincy goes down four times in their territory and gets no points and then twice turns has picked sixes, that is a defense that bends but doesn't break. That Yeah, they gave up 21 points. But their defense got 14 of that back, and they stopped him four times from getting from getting scores. I mean, he's, that he's is scolding big. me, so I'm going to scold him. Who is the quarterback <laughs> back for Quincy? Lucas Reese. He was the guy who was going to make the difference, according to you on the podcast. Yes, and he so did, he, he two, did make the he difference. He threw two pick sixes. Yes. Okay, he made a great difference. You were right. <laughs> Moline rolls on. They're five and four and five and four on the uh, on the season, and they should get. It'll be interesting to see how that all matches up. It's nice to see this Moline team come through and step up in the situation where they must have the game. Because let's be fair, I don't think nine weeks ago we thought that Moline was going to be in this situation where they had a must-win game no. on the road at Quincy no. to get to 5-4. and four. We never thought that. So for this team to kind of put all that aside and not and let it be a motivator and to get through and to finally kind of play that game that we think that Moline can play, that's great. Hopefully... You know, they get a draw that they can manage and that they can do something in the playoffs. Because, you know, for as much as we talked about this team building and building and building in the last few years, it's tough to see them at 5-4. and four. Yeah, no, absolutely. Here's a crazy thing about 7A. So I posted on Facebook probably Wednesday or so, there's a team out of St. Louis, uh, Cardinal Ritter, who played an illegal player in week one. All, he had, all this kid had to do was sit out. They put him in the game with a different jersey as a different person. Okay, and he made a difference. He scored, I think, four or five touchdowns in the game. He's a, he's a fantastic player. Week two, he played as, him, as, his normal as, as himself. A reporter down in the St. Louis area realized through pictures, like, hey, wait a second. You this, know how? This guy has tattoos. Tattoos, yeah. Tattoos yeah. that are the exact same. So they figured it out. Cardinal Ritter then ended up forfeiting the rest of their season. So every And they fired the coach. And they fired the coaching and staff. And they were ranked number one in the nation in small schools. So here you go. Oh, my God. They beat... Uh, LaGrange Park Nazareth Academy early in the season. LaGrange gets that win. They're now 8 0, probably finished 9 0. They're the number two seed now in class 7A. Wow. Wow. It was that, it was that game against Nazareth, Nazareth that the kid played. The week, the week one game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that the kid played in. And now Nazareth gets the win back. What's wrong with they're people undefeated. anymore? Yeah. Like, what coach thinks that they can just like switch Do the that, players yeah. and they're not going to get I caught? just don't understand. Okay, to go on a side tangent, like, what do they think is going to happen the rest of the year? Like, this kid who was a stud in week one, just where did he disappear you know to? Yeah, oh, like, you know what happened if that was in our area? And that shows what the Quad Cities is when it comes to high school sports. That kid, there'd be feature stories on him. He'd be one of our score standout nominees. There'd be people voting for him because he had this fantastic game. And he doesn't even exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just another, they made up a name. But that potentially could be, LaGrange could be a team that Mulling yeah. possibly could yeah. face sure. in the opening round. Just depending on how it all shakes out, though. Yeah. In the modern day era, you cannot, you that cannot happen. I mean, honest to no. God, it cannot happen. I mean, you know, you have to go back to like 1941 when there was a team that was made up <laughs> that got go. in the New York Why? Times. Are you, are you making this up now? No, I'm oh, not. Okay. In 1941, there was a team that to show how uh, the New York Times would post every score from the colleges, and there was a team that was made up, and the best player was named Johnny Chung, and then they were undefeated. And the New York Times wanted to do a story on him, and then they had to say, oh, it's a hoax. Hashtag, the more you know. Yep. <laughs> Can I just say Manti Teo here? Is that? Yeah. 
All right, elsewhere in the Western Big Six, Battle of Rock Island, and hats off to Ben Hammer and the Rock Island Rocks. <clears throat> they finished the season 7-2, and two, um, sole possession of second place in the Western Big Six at 6-1, and one, um, playing really good football down the stretch. We, we talked to Coach Hammer again live on uh, the score on our score talk back, and um, it's a good thing, I guess, when you talk to us because that means you're winning football games. And um, that's what they did. We talked about it's a young football team that's gotten better. Um, Cuff, I think you asked them about mistakes and limiting mistakes and turnovers. And, and while they have done that, I think this team can get better because they haven't done it all the way. I know there was about four holding calls by, for, against Rock Island in the first half. Um, there's still silly penalties and mistakes that are, that are happening. But with all that being said, you can watch that football team and you can see the speed, the talent, the athletic ability. It's a good football team. It's a young football team. They probably played themselves into a home playoff game in the first round. Oh, absolutely. They're 7-2. and two. Yeah, they, they should be. As of going into this week, they were 18th in the playoff uh, pairings in Class 6A as far as the playoff outlook goes. They're going to move up. They're probably going to get a first-round game. But, yeah, such a diversified offense. They can run. They can throw. They have speed. The line is pretty good as well. The defense has really cleaned things up and have started to play better. If they can put a clean game together the next couple weeks – they could potentially win what, round one and round two, depending on, uh, of course, opponent and, and things like that. But, yeah, this is, a, this is a scary good team to play in the playoffs. Rocky has only, only lost one game. Rocky only lost one game in conference for the first time since 2016. They went 4-1 and one that year. And this year they went 6-1. and one. Early in the That's season. three years ago, right? Yeah. Okay. Early in the season, um, Rocky's run defense was a shambles. Moline ran through them. Sterling ran through them. UT ran through them. These last few weeks, they have really buttoned down the run defense, and they have uh, forced teams to throw the ball, and that is why they are on a hot streak. That run defense has got very good as of late. Yeah, and hats off to, to Ben Hammer and, and his squad. They said they'll be watching the postseason or the playoff pairings for a night. They invited us to go eat. Pizza party. Me included. Yeah, that's you guys, you're back. You're back in good graces. I'm back in. I'm back in. I like it. Finally, I've worn him down. You can't wear an Allman shirt if you get if you go. <laughs> oh, I thought you were looking. Down. <laughs> I look down. No, they're gonna yeah. make fun of you. Let's as an Allman. Let's grad. talk about the Pioneers because they they had a great run in conference play. Five and two overall. They won five straight in the middle of the conference play. Um, they'll be in the playoffs. Their playoff points are more than good enough. Um, they probably cost themselves a home playoff game. Obviously, it'll be interesting to see. They drop down to 3A, what kind of matchup they come up with, where they're at in the entire scheme of things, because that's another point with the Moline we kind of talked about. If Alleman in 3A, and you're a 5-4 and Alleman team, and you're like an 8-1 and team, and you look up and you see that you have Alleman coming to town for your first-round game, that's a tough task. They can, they can, they can, depending on where they fall. I mean, last year they, they took on Byron, and obviously they were the best team in the state, and they ended up getting beat pretty badly. But it'll be interesting to see who Alleman gets in week one. Well, as I look at the playoffs, you mentioned Byron. Byron could potentially be another team that they, they play. Byron, Farmington, uh, maybe Princeton. even uh, a Princeton, or even, um, yeah, one of those teams right there could potentially be who they play in the first round, which could yeah. be interesting. Be interesting but still, to they're, see Princeton they're, in that. Yeah, they've been wild. playing so well. This loss, I mean, yeah, it sets them back as far as where they go playoff wise. But they've been playing so well to just wipe this one away and just yeah. move forward and just keep doing what it, you were doing before because the they're they're they playing are, good yeah. right now. It just seems like a different feel from last year because the majority of their victories last year came outside of the Western Big Six. They won five Western Big Six games. Mm -hmm. And you look at some of those teams that you just mentioned, if you put those teams in the Western Big Six, would they have gone five and two? Uh, and maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. But if you put Farmington in the Western Big Six, are they a five and two football team in conference? 
I mean, that's the interesting thing that I look at with Alwyn because of the way they've played. They've been fortunate sometimes this year. Um, they've gotten a few bounces to go their way, but it'll be interesting to see where they're at and what they get when the uh, playoff pairings come about. Interesting to note that uh, the NUIC football Twitter account, which posts a lot, does a lot of good coverage, their predictions heading into Week 9, their North 3A bracket has a 15-seed Alleman at 5-4, and four, playing a number two seed Byron at eight and one. That'd that's be the same thing last year. It would be a, it would be a rematch. And is Byron the school that's got two kids going to the University of Iowa? Uh, I'm pretty sure they. I'm do. not sure. I think they are, but I don't know for yeah, sure. They, I'm pretty they, sure they, they have night. two young men going to the University of Iowa, and in a town that small to have two Division that's one huge. recruits going. You to might Iowa. be thinking of Lena Winslow. That's yeah. what I'm t- thinking. Yeah. Of. You're exactly right. What I'm thinking about. But Byron tonight clobbered Dixon, 62 to 21. Yeah, they're a really good football team. So it might be the same thing in the same phase, which shows why it was a big game for Alleman. I think if they win that game, they're they probably playing at home at six and three. So a tough loss for them. Um, we'll see what happens when the playoff pairings come out on Saturday night. Um, also in the Western Big Six, United Township, great first half, continuing to show their their development and, and where they're going as a program. Geneseo writes the ship, especially after the half. They win that game 35-14. to 14. So Geneseo out of the playoffs for the second straight year, a second straight four and five season for Geneseo. And you can see things starting to click the right direction for United Township. Another couple more building years and they could have things right back where they needed to be. You look at the, the that game, it was 14-13 UT at halftime. Geneseo got the opening kickoff, returned it for a touchdown, got called for holding, so the ball went back to the five, drove the ball to midfield, got two 15-yard penalties on one play, had second and 36, but were able to uh, see the way through and uh, came up with a big victory. UT, though, played really well this year. Let's hop the river to um, Iowa and talk about some of the bigger schools there. Bettendorf kind of punching their ticket to the postseason at 7-2. and two. Um, They get a big victory, an easy victory over Davenport Central. So they are 7-2 and two in the season. But Bettendorf, if they're going to want to get back to the Dome, they're going to have to be road warriors unless there's a big upset. And they're going to have to go on the road and knock off a few teams um, this week. Yeah, uh, Harrison Bay Bowie, a huge game for them. Four touchdown rushes. He has 27 on the season, I believe. He ran for enough yards to get them over 1,500 for the se- to get over 1,500 for the season. Yeah, he was impressive. He had two uh, touchdowns early in that first quarter. The first one for about 65 yards. The second one was a three-yard run. But they go as he goes. Um, obviously, he's had one heck of a year. He had 1,300 yards coming into that game. I, I think he's what over 14 now, almost 1,500 yards. Yeah, he was at 1353 coming in. So, but it's going to be interesting to see how they handle adversity and going on the road. They haven't had to do that in a while. The uh, only time they've had to play on the road really is when they go to the dome. So, and, and that's that's their focus. But it's not going to be an easy road to get back there. They can get back there, but it's not going to be an easy road. You remember last year they went to Iowa City West and won that football game to go to the dome. I think that gives them a little bit of help. I mean, it's a different team though. A flat. It's a different team. And if you look at this football team, they've lost two close games against two elite teams in the state, and they were in both football games. Um, they can play with anybody. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Bettendorf can get back to the Union Dome once again. But having Bay Bowie, who's second in the state in Class 4A in rushing, at 27 touchdowns this season. Um, for Bettendorf, 29 consecutive wins over Central. They haven't, they haven't lost to Central since 1990. But this Bettendorf team, their defense is uh, strong. I think if they don't make turnovers, they can definitely be in any game. Um, well, yesterday, and we'll go back to Thursday, 
um, in Class 3A. Congratulations to Davenport or to uh, North Scott. They knock off uh, Assumption, shut them out 21 to nothing. North Scott is your district champions. They'll get a home playoff game for sure. We'll see if they have more after that. But um, congratulations to North Scott. An impressive victory. That defense continues to do do what they do so well. The defense for North Scott definitely was the headliner. Assumption had one first down in the first half. In the first 15 carries, Assumption had, they only had 15 yards of rushing. For North Scott, first shutout ever of Assumption. The fewest points they allowed previous to that was three points in 2011. And it's their first win at Brady against Assumption since 2011. North Scott is a very dangerous football team. They know they will be home in the opening round just because they're district champ. Uh, the other advantage they had, which they talked about on Thursday night, was they get an extra day's r- of rest now. Yep. Everybody else played today, so they had they rested today. They're taking Saturday off. They may even take Sunday off. They're going to get three days of rest before they really get back on the field and start working on that game plan for whoever they play in the opening round of the playoffs. The big thing for them is to they they know they're going to be at home week one. If they win, the team possibly waiting for them is a team that beat them earlier in the year in Western Dubuque and the team that beat them last year. And knocked them out of the playoffs. The, absolutely, yeah. Western Dubuque. So that, that team could potentially be there. I'm going to see how long I can just ramble and talk to see how long Stockton Stocking will hold his finger around. in the air. Stockpile, go. Jeff Linder, who's the Iowa bracketologist, has Western Dubuque, I mean, has uh, North Scott as the seventh seed. They will be played Cedar Rapids Xavier, the 10th seed. If they win that game, and if form would hold on the other side, the number two seed is Western Dubuque. So they That's not only what do I they, just said. Not only do they have to not only would they face Western Dubuque but possibly, but they could be facing Cedar Rapids Xavier, and Xavier's only loss was to Western Dubuque. So they could That's be when they were number one and number two in the state. Right. Yeah. So they could be facing if they they could be facing two teams that in the regular season went seventeen and one and North Scott's eight and one. It's like, you know, they, they played a very good schedule and they're getting they're not getting much uh, sympathy from the state. Stockpile, it's time. It's talk, time to talk about those Davenport North Wildcats. They get the job done. They go to... Um, go ahead, Cuff. You got something? No, go ahead. I wanna, as soon as you're done, oh. I want to say something. You, they go down to Muscatine. They take care of business. Congratulations to Adam Height mm-hmm. and that football program. Six and three. Their first six victory season since 1989. No, hold on, hold on. Oh. Nope, wait. 87. Nope, it's 89. It's, it's, no, it's 87 it's because in 89 they had to forfeit a game. Yeah, in 89. Yeah. Who, who they, corrected it? Coach Hyde actually corrected it. Wow. Too. Yeah, so um, now that Brian's going to talk about North, we can all just leave for a little while and we'll be yeah. back. No, right? here's the thing. And, and, <laughs> no, and I'm just kidding. we got to give credit where credit is due. Matt Cost is tweeting. This is just 20 minutes ago. Um, North probably doesn't have enough after crunching the numbers, looking at the results. They'll finish 17th or 18th in the RPI. Um, that he believes that um, Indianola and Dubuque Senior will get the last two at bid large berths in four. And those were two teams that had to lose in order for and, North and to get Senior in. Dubuque Senior lost tonight. Did, did, and Dubuque Senior beat Davenport North yes. earlier this year. So you go back two. to week two. That's a big victory oh. for them that they got over Davenport North. So that most likely will get them in. So uh, disappointing on and, and one side of things that Davenport yeah. North isn't making the postseason. Boy, six and three and, and, and setting records and yeah. what those young men did for that program and where Davenport North is now to where they were, gosh, a few years ago. And think back to five, six, seven years ago <sighs> and where this thing was. Um, hats off to, to Adam Height. You're, you're, are you okay? Yeah, I, I Do you am. need I'm a just, moment? Think, no, I'm reminiscing, just remem- thinking no, back? I'm just remembering like in 07, 08, when the Davenport Public Schools went a combined 1 and 41 against teams not named Davenport, not one of the Davenport Community School teams. 
as an unbiased journalist, this should not affect you personally. It's not affecting me personally. I, I'm it not, is. I see, you reacted. I see some, I see some angst. Yeah. No. All right, Stockpile Land. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. God. Uh, when you look at North this year, they they set a passel of records. A what? A, a passel. Right. Explain passel. Definition. Use it in a sentence. Uh, they set a passel of records. <laughs> what it? <laughs> they they went six and three, which equals the best, which equals their best record in school history, 1987. They uh, won in the Muscatine for the first time since 1996. Um, Preshiti had over a hundred re- career receptions. Jack West had over 2,000 yards this year, and he had two consecutive weeks, the last two consecutive weeks, three rushing touchdowns. Is he the best Davenport North uh, quarterback in school history? <sighs> that is a good, very good question. I'm not sure. Thank you. Oh, because you Todd, Lawler, Todd Lawler was a very good quarterback. At, no, Todd Lawler, not Robbie, Todd. Todd Lawler <laughs> um, in 0002, and he teamed up with a receiver, Ken and Christian, who played at Iowa, and they were a dynamic passing attack. And st- and cl- and in fact, Lawler still holds the school record who, for passing yards in a game. Who will you see this year? Will you see Jack West or will you see Robbie Lawler's brother? What? What? Who will you see? <laughs> Who's this Robbie year? Lawler? Who will you see this year? Will, will you see Jack West this year? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Then say Jack West. He's in the running. No, I don't just say it. Say Jack West. You're going to see him. Jack West is a very good quarterback. He's Jack, in the top if, two. If you see Step Mr. Stocking, do they call you Mr. Stocking? Yeah, they also call me Stockpile. If they, if you see Stockpile, I want you to call him out and say, I cannot believe you sat there on the most popular podcast in the Quad Cities and didn't give me the nod as the best quarterback in Davenport North history. He's in the top two. No, th- he's, so you're saying he's second. No, I'm saying he's in oh the top two. I, there's days where he's see? really good, and then there's days where Lawler had better pa- <laughs> Very non-committal Lawler, on your part. Lawler was a better passer. West was a better Jimmy, runner. Jimmy the King? Four. For the record, MiriamWebster.com <laughs> defines passel as a large number or amount. There you go. Thank you. All right, Thank we're, you, we're losing viewers because of this. Not viewers. viewers. Listeners. 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 Gosh, she cannot. It, it is kind of huge, though, for them to even finish the year maybe two, maybe one spot out of the playoffs. It says a lot about where this program's going. And before we, we, we leave the Davenport North subject, um, fantastic story, young lady, this week. Thank you. Um, on. Uh, Kobe. Kobe Brock, yeah. yeah just uh, just a, a really cool story that you get to do. Yeah, he is a Davenport North senior. He was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when he was six or seven. Um, when he was a young kid, he played flag football himself, but he unfortunately lost the ability to walk due to muscular dystrophy around 10 years old. But since being a freshman at North, he got involved with the football team. He used to kind of just watch along, you know, be moral support. But now he's really like a full-fledged member yeah. of the team. He's got his own jersey. He goes to the away games. He's in the locker room. Front and center on that poster. Yeah, he is front and center on the senior poster. Um, just a great kid with a great family. And uh, the Wildcats certainly love having him around and are going to miss him next year. Check out that story on WQAD.com. Um, another couple notes on the Iowa side, big school-wise. Congratulations to Pleasant Valley. They play spoiler. And does Limar still win the division? Yes, the they, they, they had it sewed up. But um, f- great for them to yeah. go on the road, beating Linmar 29-28. Um, they're not going to make the postseason, but that gives them some momentum moving forward as well. Um, we missing anything else, Stockpile? Uh, West uh, sent off Justin Peters tonight, but it was not a fond farewell. What was the final on that? Uh, 45-6 Washington. 
his final game, and uh, the campaign begins to get Mr. Stocking that on as the happen. new head coach Stock at that Davenport will not, That will never happen. All you have to do is put your application in. No, I talked, to, I talked no, to Al Blocker no. tonight, and he, he said he would love to have They're you waiting on the for coaching that. staff. No, that is not going to happen. The world needs it. No, it doesn't. What kind of offense are you going to run? We're going to run over. the old Packer offense that Vince Lombardi had. Wait a second. Yeah, you didn't even Wait a second. Wait a second. We are going to do this. No, yeah, I'm not going said, to do it. But, so are you, but why would you run a Packer offense when you're a Dallas Cowboy fan? On, because Tom, Vince Lombardi ran the Packer sweep. <sighs> you run a seal here and a seal here, and in the play we and in the out we run it in the alley. Okay, so that's that's the first play that, that you will run as the Davenport no, West gonna, football gonna, coach. No, we're going five we, wide. We, see, we. He's yeah, you're going to have a wet though. Hey, do me a favor, Stackpile. Just give us the scoop when you get it done. It's not happening, so there will be no scoop. <laughs> and get yourself. It's going to take. It's a rebuild. So get yourself four or five years. You mean like the John McKay plan? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you for jumping in. Just Be sure yes. to notch out at least one day of practice for the WQAD squad to come by for a football preview. We'll need to interview you and two players. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm going to be coaching, so before, there. Before we move on, um, can we do a mic'd up next year for your debut? <laughs> I'm not coaching. Why are you putting this out there? I'm taking score talk back. I don't know. I, 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 well, I saw it on Twitter. So yeah. it's well, Twitter. No, it's it's right? not, yep. no yep. Twitter's not Someone the God's truth. My sources say. Well, your sources need I mean, uh, had, re reevaluation. It, had a, it had a picture and everything. Well, yeah. Speaking of losing uh, listeners, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've done lost everybody. Um, let's go back and, and talk Illinois side of the river and talk um, some perfect teams, and we'll start in the three rivers. Congratulations to Morrison. Um, great to have Coach Adding on the uh, score, doing a score talk back with us. and. And, and Ryan did a great job. He's really excited about what's going on with that program. Talked about his defense, his offense. Um, I really liked getting his program out on, the, on a bigger level, being on the score and all that kind of stuff. But, boy, the, they go and they take care of Orion. They do it on, on offense, throwing the bat, football, um, running the football, defense with a pick six. Just a great turnaround for that program and what they, where they've been and where they're at right now. The defense kept them in the game because in the first half, Morrison lost four fumbles and – they only allowed Orion six points. Oh, so negative. No, I'm, what I'm saying, though, is <laughs> the defense kept them in the game. They had four fumbles. The defense did the job as they've done all season, keeping them in games and winning them games. Tonight, it really did the, it really did the job. So going into the playoff picture of this week, uh, they were 8-0 going in. They were seated fifth as far as playoff points and everything, and I believe everybody ahead of them won today. Um, so they will probably be the number five seed going in. Uh, as far as who they play, it, it's hard to tell. I mean, they won't play Fulton, obviously, in the first round. but maybe, uh, Not necessarily. Maybe a Stockton, maybe an Orangeville. Somebody of that nature could be uh, a first-round game for them. There's no, unlike Iowa, there are no limits on who can play each other in the first round. So you could have a conference matchup. A couple of years ago, Quincy and Rocky played, I believe, a first-round game that Quincy won 40-20 to 20 up at Rocky. Yeah, absolutely. But what we look at every year, what Morrison is going to have to face one way or another, somebody from the Northwest Upstate Illini is going to be waiting for them. It's either Lena Winslow, Aquin, Forreston. I mean, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying Morrison, I'm not saying anything about Morrison not being able to do it. I just inevitably, the road, it seems like... The road goes through that, those those schools, and it's absolutely. weird because... And they know it. I mean, they're not But there was a stretch between, when Morrison was winning state championships, yeah. between like 09... winning those games. Between 09 and like 2014, that there was the Three Rivers teams and the teams from our viewing area yep. that were winning those games, going on to state, winning state champions, and that's changed the last three, four years where it's the um, upstate... 
North 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 Illini. Yeah, that's getting the job done. And last year, Eastland Pearl City, if I remember correctly, won state. They're missing the playoffs this year. They lost to Forest in their four and five. I saw and that out. scoreboard on the score. Um, <laughs> that's why I put it on there. Elsewhere we in the. Elsewhere um, in that conference, congratulations to Princeton. Despite what Stockpile said on the score, this is they go eight and one, um, finishing a fantastic season, back to back division championships. They win the Mississippi. Yes, yes. They win the Mississippi division. Um, they just they simply score forty or more points every week. Um, I, they lost to Newman week three, two, two. Seven since, straight. Since then, they've been rolling seven straight games, over 40 points in those games. They don't give up many points at all. They win this game at Erie Prophetstown 49-7. to um, Princeton's a really good football team and, and primed to make a run in 3A. You know, we talk a lot about Rondé Worrells, and he has been excellent. But when you look at what could be the secret weapon for Princeton, it's the receiving of Wyatt Davis. Wyatt Davis is the all-time single-season reception yard leader in Princeton history. He might have set the all-time record tonight um, that was set by Garrett Youngin. He was about 77 yards, and I didn't see a yard total. And also Tyler Gibson, a great young quarterback, has really matured as the quarterback this year for the Tigers. They, could be, they will be a very tough out in the, in the, in the state uh, series. Huge credit to Princeton for, you know, they've really they've been building this program. They had a coaching change right, you know, a couple years ago. And I believe it's Coach Pearson who's mm-hmm. uh, in there Ryan now. Pearson, yeah, yeah. Um, you know he's a Stark County guy who saw a lot of success in high school, and for him to step in and kind of keep up what's what Jesse Snyder had built up originally, it's just th- this is a program that wasn't always on the radar. They weren't always a talked about football program. They're certainly there now. And, you know, I'm excited to see what they can do in the playoffs. It's also going to be interesting to see where Rondé Worrells is at yard-wise because he's over 3,000 in his career, and he's only a junior. Um, Coy Scott has the Princeton all-time record with 3,230 rushing yards. I don't think he eclipsed it tonight because I didn't see anything that eclipsed it, so I think he's a little shy of it. So but he'll he will... do it in the first round of the playoffs yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're probably going to end up being a seven seed overall just because they're going to finish 8-1. and one. And I'm assuming everybody ahead of them still won, too. So. Other games in the Three Rivers tonight, you have um, Rock Ridge, Monmouth, Roseville, and Riverdale all winning. None of those teams will make the postseason, but nice ways to cap off an end of season. Two big games tomorrow that will um, kind of have a <clears throat> say in what happens playoff seating-wise and whatnot. Um, Kiwani is at home, a huge game against Hall. We talked about that on a score preview, so we're not going to get into it too much. And then also Newman is at home. They take on Fulton. So two really good games tomorrow, Saturday games before the playoff pairings come out tomorrow night. Quickly, was that is it four wins for River, Riverdale? Yes. Yeah. That's great. I mean, for Guy Derricks to bring a Riverdale program, when was the last time they had four wins? Uh, 2011, uh, they went five and four, made the playoffs. First three-win road season since 2011. I'm shocked that wasn't on our score, stacking score stats. I, I was we, swayed by a certain young uh, honestly, man from Augustana. <laughs> <laughs> the Princeton, he, he, I told him to go with Princeton. That's a, that's a big absolutely story. Absolutely should. Yeah. Absolutely should. I mean, I'm just, it's weird not hearing about Davenport Public Schools and Riverdale. But getting back to Riverdale, they scored 34 points course, in the first we'll get quarter. Of course, back to Riverdale. Well, you wanted to bring up, they've scored 34 <laughs> points in the first quarter tonight against Bureau Valley. Led 41 nothing like 13 minutes in. And also a tip of the fedora to Gary Jones, the Amboy head coach, who is uh, retiring tonight. He goes out with two consecutive wins. What I love is that like two years ago and when me and Dazzo talked about like, yeah, at the end of the show, like we should give, stat, 
give Stocking like a minute to give his stats. Little did we know that actually he needs like his own 30-minute show to get all his stats yeah, he in. he does. Yeah, he does. He is a um, vault of knowledge <laughs> or something. Um, congratulations to Anwan Weathersfield for the first time in program history. Um, they go undefeated 9-0. and They cruise over Stark County. Um, 44 nothing. I think, was the final score. Yeah. You look at that game, and you look at the kind of stats they put up offensively. The defense doesn't give up anything, but Colton Quagliano, 12 of 21 passing, 239 yards, three touchdowns to the air, one more on the ground, so he was sensational once again. Um, you had Julian Samuels leading the team with five receptions, 106 yards and a touchdown. Reese Grip had 125 yards on the ground and just 10 carries. He also had a touchdown as well. So a well-balanced team. Great to hear from Coach Willits and um, Colton Quagliano on the score talking about what was a special season so far. Nine victories, perfect season. They'll be one of the top-ranked teams in the, uh, the state heading into the postseason. Yeah, the number two team in the state probably. Probably number one in the northern half which means eventually in, in, in a quarterfinal game, if they get there, it could be, an, it could be a Morrison team. It could be either uh, Lena Winslow. It could be Freeport-Aquin. It's going to be one heck of a ball game if they get to that quarterfinal and even uh, semifinal rounds. The one thing that we lose sight of, because Colton Quagliano has I been I have not excellent. lost sight of anything. Well, the one I, thing... I'm, I just fell asleep. Uh, well, <laughs> you need to wake up. Um, the thing is... is you look at Colton Quagliano, great talent. Julian Samuels, all those great offensive players. But Anwan Weathersfield's defense this year, fourth shutout of the season tonight. Mm-hmm. And that gets sort of lost in the, how great the offense is. And the offense is great and sensational. But the defense is what's going to, I think, vault them maybe all the way to the state finals. I would, I would say if we have one team that has the best shot of making – a state championship run, that's it. Anwan Weathersfield. Hey, go. Let's them, go. Let's go around the table and talk about that. Them, I love that. Them, okay. Yeah. The, and I think there's several that could. So we're not saying the other ones can't. But who's got the best chance in our viewing area of winning a state championship? We will start Can with. Can we only pick one from a class, or just one overall? Just one overall. Ooh. Wow. Stockpile. Go first. Um, in Illinois, Sterling, and in Iowa, Easton Valley. Greg. I like the Easton Valley pick in Iowa. Um, and I, I, go. Do you got to pin me down between Anwan Weathersfield and Sterling? Yeah, I had to. I, I have two best friends. I can't pick one or the other. Well, you're not picking between <laughs> Corey and me. <laughs> oh, wait, you said best friends. I got confused. <laughs> between Bully and me. <laughs> I, I mean, I brought I brought it up because we were talking about Anwan Weathersfield. You did this so I yourself. Think, so I think I'll stick with it. I I, I think sure. Anwan Weathersfield. They're they're with Quagliano's leadership, and and that's taking nothing away from what Sterling's offense yeah. is doing. It's not a slight at the other one. It's just the yeah. fact they both have yep. good chances. But uh, all right, let's move along. Cuff, I'm no, a cuff. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off the radar. I'm gonna say Knoxville. Okay. Okay. All right, in Class Two A, and uh, Easton Valley. I, I like the way they put up points in Class uh, eight, eight Man over in Iowa. Celia. Um. Hmm. I had this whole time to think. And I've been thinking. Okay. I really like what. And Juan Weathersfield's putting together. I'm going to go with them. I agree with Greg on that one. And Easton Valley. I mean, it's hard yeah. to see. Didn't they put up 94 tonight? No, that was New London. But still, they put up numbers like 70, that. Yeah, 70. And follow- it's hard yeah. to see any situation without them doing They're that. They're following the track that New London set last year. Wait. Let him let him oh, talk. You could let him finish. Turn. It was my turn. Oh, I'm sorry. And we're talking ah. about Easton Valley in just a second. I will make it unanimous with Easton Valley. And I mean, obviously, I think Alvin's got the best chance. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you do. Right? I mean, obviously, no. Um, you bleed green. I would. I would honestly say, 
I want to say Sterling, but I don't want to agree with stacking. So I will say, I will say Anwan Weathersfield because I like Greg more than stacking. That's, <laughs> wow. that's understandable. But I anyway, like, I like it's coach both. stalking to you. I, <laughs> yeah. But going back to Easton Valley. No, we're not going to go to Easton Valley yet because we're going to finish up the Illinois side and then we'll go to Easton Valley okay. just in a second, I promise. But um, uh, we, we mentioned Knoxville, so we'll talk about uh, Let's stay in the Lincoln Trail real fast and kind of cap off that night. Um, Mercer County gets their first victory on the road. They get to six wins. They're definitely in the postseason. We'll see where they fall, see if they head on the road or if they get a home game. But Mercer County's played some really good football, especially late in the season. So nice to see what Andrew Hofer has done with that program down there. Um, also in the conference, Princeville knocks off Ridgewood. So one finishes 7-2, and two, one finishes 6-3. and three. Curious to see who gets a higher seed there between Mercer County and Ridgewood. And I know you mentioned... Um or, we mentioned the Morrison game. Or, Orion's probably still in the playoffs, Absolutely. too. At 5-4, yeah. and four, they have enough playoff points. They're probably in the playoffs, too. I want to say Susie tweeted out that all 5-4 and four teams will make it no. this year. I think there's, like, one that's missing. Of course okay. there's one. It's close. Yeah, it's so close. So pretty much it, it, nobody, I don't think any school in our viewing area, if you finish 5-4, and four, that would miss the playoffs, basically. Last game in, in the Lincoln Trail, a disappointing loss for um, West Central. They lose. They'll finish 4-5. and five. Congratulations to United. They played better football throughout the entire season. To get a victory like that late in the year, last game, to kind of propel them into the offseason into next year, I like what, what United has done this year. Yeah, the Red Storm wins uh, two games, and they knock West Central out of the playoffs, and that was their big goal. You know, we're going to take someone out, and they took, uh, they took them out. And it's the, first, the last two-win season for United in the LTC since 2015. Um. Knoxville, you mentioned them. Boy, they were down, and they were down big. 21-6, I mm-hmm. think, at one point. Wow. They, outs- they scored, uh, outscore um, Farmington 28 nothing. Yeah. Wow. in the second half. They remain undefeated. They've, if you look at Farmington, Farmington's 7-2. and two. They've lost to 9-0 and Anno and Weathersfield and 9-0 and Knoxville, both of them on the road. And that's, I mean, Dang. and year in and year out, Farmington has been the program. They have been a great program. I think multiple 9-0 and finishes in yeah. recent years. This is a huge win for Knoxville. It's a huge program win yeah. for them. Absolutely. So um, congratulations to Knoxville. Uh, Corey Cuffler's pick to win the entire thing this year. So we'll see if the pressure of being Cuff's pick will uh, I just did, be too I much. Just, I just didn't want to go along with the flow with everybody else. So I, I still think Morrison could do it too. Am I missing anything in Illinois before we hop back over to Iowa? You've been no. dismissed by Stockpile. So back over in Iowa, hey, we at one point thought that the WQAD Ringer might just have three teams because there was a lot of teams that had to win games. And we'll start with West Liberty, and they've done a carbon copy of what they did yeah. last year. And that, what they did last year, was make it to the Unidome. I mean, they played in the Unidome last year. They struggle off uh, at the beginning of the season. It's a tough non-district, and they get into district play. They go on the road to Tipton and beat Tipton 14-13. They're district champions. They'll play a home game next week. Congratulations to the Comets. Yeah, the Comets uh, had to win pretty much to get in. And, you know, they had lost Seth Feldman, their quarterback from last year. Tegler came in, and Tegler really, I think his first name is Brandon, uh, really uh, directed them to victory. They came from behind and beat a uh, tough uh, Tipton team at Tipton. And, that, and Tipton's probably going to make the turn, uh, field also. Yeah, so congratulations to them. Maybe the biggest and most impressive win of the entire night, Mediapolis going to Sigourney-Kyota and knocking them off and winning that football game. Previously undefeated Sigourney-Kyota. <laughs> you do say it weird. Sigourney-Kyota. Sigourney-Kyota. 
just Kyoto. 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 <laughs> Kyoto. You're like Toyota. <laughs> I hate you guys. But I, I don't like you guys at all. Secretly, Kyoto had so the much. number one. Don't class worry. Nobody is tickling Celia. I don't know. <laughs> they have the number one class, uh, number one Russian attack in Class One A, and Minneapolis's defense stood them and stopped them. Owen Timmerman, two TD receptions, gave Meepo a big lead early, and they rolled a victory, eight and one. And and, Sig- and Sigourney Kyoto may be out of the playoffs. It's Kyoto. Well, whatever you say. The Savages were 14th in RPI. I will never the be able to say that name on television ever again. It's I'll the best match. The, Bulldogs the Savages were 14th in the RPI. The Bulldogs were 16th. Loser is probably going to be out, and maybe the only, the only savages are you guys in this booth being mean to me. <laughs> savages. Normally, it's the other way around. You would never be mean <laughs> to anyone in nope. this room. So Especially not stalking. N- not yeah. at all. Shut up, stock. <laughs> I didn't say that, <laughs> by know. the way. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, we are in peak form. Um, eight man. Hats off to New London. We'll start there, and then you can rant on, on Easton Valley, because I know you have a lot to say. Um, Easton Valley goes on the road to Montezuma, put up That's almost New London. London. New London. New what London. What did I say? Easton Valley. Yeah, New London. London. Yeah, New, New London. London goes on the road to Montezuma. Yes. And they put up like a hundo? No, 94. <laughs> I mean, like Pretty a much. Hundo. Close, yes. Was that the kids? <laughs> One more TV. Do, they, do the kids say that? A hundo? Is that still a thing? Uh, Maybe kids younger than me. Okay. I'm not a kid. <laughs> I'm just asking. You're young. <laughs> You're a lot younger than anyone in this booth. Um, so do they, does that get them in? Does anybody know that they're going to be on, they're one of the teams sweating right now to see if yeah, they get in. Coming off the state title New too. London, that's like 38 to six in the last, like last 15 minutes of the game. They were the down okay. early, uh, late in the third quarter and then just hit, they hit the, uh, and then it was Katie, Katie bar the door. Katie bar the door. Yes. Big time. Katie bar the door. <laughs> Big we time. Should, we should note that it's currently 1222. Cuffler is scouring the internet to try to find the Iowa post about who, what teams are You'd in the think playoffs. They would be out. And we haven't found them yet. So they said between eleven and twelve, and unfortunately, the well, states usually states won't. always late. Yeah. I wonder who's playing for the electrical bill there, huh? <laughs> uh, I would like to know, but uh, <laughs> they're burning the midnight oil as usual in Boone. Uh, Easton, getting to Easton Valley. Um, they last year, New London lost to Iowa Valley. In the regular season and finished eight and one. New London had to go on the road, won at Iowa Valley, went all the way, and won state. Easton Valley could be following a cert- that same path because Easton Valley's only loss was to Turkey Valley. Turkey Valley, like Iowa Valley last year, was un- was unde- is undefeated, and they would probably have to beat Turkey Valley to get. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Turkey. I was doing that over here already, but thank you. Yes. Thank you, Todd Turkey. Why is it called Turkey Valley? Are there a lot of turkeys there? Well, it's in Turkey Junction. So. Well, why is it called Turkey Junction? That would be a, a good report a report from a uh, enterprising young journalist. And then you could also do a story on why is a town called What Cheer? Yeah. What Cheer? What Cheer? And don't oh, forget wow. New Sharon. New Sharon. But, but anyway, they could if they went out, they could get back to the, they could get to the dome. And I think they can win. They've got they've got all the ingredients. They've got a great quarterback who can run and pass, run pass option. They have tre- tremendous receivers. They have a tremendous running back who isn't the quarterback. And that That's defense. That's why he would be a running back. Well, yes. And <laughs> and they've got a rock rib defense. And I think when you put a, what, what was that a rock rib, rib defense? defense? What does that mean? What does that mean? It means it's Mick tough. Rib. 
Rock rib. Look that up. Get the definition. Yeah, I gotta look that. But yeah. I, thought, I, thought he, I thought he said a rock rib defense at no. first. But no, rock <laughs> rib. I was like, that hasn't been very good no. this year. No rock rib. <laughs> but a rock rib defense, and that's what they've got. They only allowed six points tonight. They've been beating teams with their defense as well as their offense. This Eastern Valley team is a team you do not want to see on the field across from you. Are you okay over there, Matt? No, I was going to gobble again. <laughs> but I was like, we're not talking about Turkey Valley anymore. Yeah, like when, I, when my oldest two kids were younger, like around Thanksgiving, we had like the stupid turkey, and I would do the turkey thing, and they were like all scared of it when I'd run around as the turkey. It's a thing. Don't worry about it. Were you like, were you like, <laughs> were you like Joey and put the, you got the turkey stuck on your head? <laughs> exactly. Your oh, this has gone downhill so Okay, fast. let's uh, say, give Hold a on. Pause. Uh, Merriam-Webster defines rock-ribbed <laughs> as firm and inflexible in doctrine or integrity. I would like to note that we've consulted Miriam twice. 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 <laughs> you have to. You have to with but this. But I think the other thing is a couple of great, senior, a couple of great seniors um, played their final games tonight for Loisa Muscatine, Chase Cruz. Um, they lost to Mount Vernon, but he had over 1,600 yards of total offense this year, 15 total touchdowns. And for Wapolo, Ricky Fortz had over 1,100 yards and three th over 3,000, um, I think around 3,000 yards rushing his career. You think? I think. I'm not for no, certain. You, you need to have absolute I, rock rib stats here. Well, he is the leading rusher in Wapolo history. And Wapolo's defense coming into tonight forced 13 turnovers, which ironically, Ricky Fortz had 13 touchdowns this rushing this season. And he had 58 tackles to lead the team in tackles, touchdown, rushing touchdowns, and rushing yards. I want this to update because I'm going to be so ticked off when we get done with this podcast. We go back in the newsroom and they'll have the playoffs out for in Iowa. I know, I know. That's the way it usually works, though. So, but um, hey, a, a great week of high school football. Um, week nine is in the books. The regular season is done. It went by fast. Um, next week there will be a score on Friday nights. That's something that not everybody does. In fact, the other two stations quit, but we do. <laughs> um, we have a half-hour score next week. There'll be some big Friday night high school football games for the Iowa side of the river. There should be a few maybe games in Illinois. There's usually one or two. Um, Newman and Sterling will both make the postseason. If Newman gets a home game and Sterling we know is going to be at home, one of them will probably be playing on Friday night. They might do the Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening thing, but um, <clears throat> there's, there could be some games here and there on the Illinois side as well. Uh, one cool thing we do next week is we do a look back at the season. It's a fantastic three, four minutes of, of great football action that we, we brought you on the score. That's a lot of fun. We'll have stocking talking about Davenport North, even though they might not make the postseason. But, um, so we'll have a lot to get to. Uh, make sure you're following us on, the, on Twitter. It's at the score WQAD. Uh, make sure you check out the podcast. Once these playoffs get through, um, Friday night here in just a little bit, we should know what's going on on the Iowa side. Then later on this morning, we'll even know like the times and, and where teams are going to play and all that kind of stuff. Um, tomorrow at on Saturday, they'll have the um, playoff pairing show in, on, in uh, Illinois. So we'll have that as well. So a lot to get to. We'll have a podcast early this week, probably Monday, to get through everything, and there'll be a lot to talk about. We'll have everything updated on our website at wqad.com as far as playoff pairings and when they're playing and everything like that as well. And uh, make sure, if you're wondering, make sure you continue to push this. Brian Stocking for Will Davenport Northwest. For Davenport West head football coach. It's an opening. I thought um, you were the AD for this. I, if district. I was the AD, I would stockpile. And I, I'd be glad to be the AD. They don't want me. Trust <laughs> me. Um, but let's make this happen. No, Retweet it. It's not going to happen. Like it. Push it. And Tell your friends about it. Brian, I shall not serve. Brian Stocking, 
Head for football West. coach Davenport West. If elected, I shall not serve. When you don't get elected, you get hired. <laughs> Same thing. We're not done yet. Instant reacts, best thing you saw, best performance, best thing you saw weeks one through nine, and go. The entire season. No, that's cheating. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying for the entire season. Yeah, let's do it. Best thing we saw all yep. year. Somebody go quick first. I'll so start. Think for a second. Yeah, you should because you had this thing. I'll Can start. Uh, Morrison, my son. Morrison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yes. Yes. that's probably it. That should be. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But second, <laughs> Morrison's win. I saw Morrison's win. It was actually the last game I saw before my son was born. Game? Morrison's win over Fulton. That was an eye opener for me. The way they controlled that game, the defense did the job and really impressed me. That was where I was like, wow, this Morrison team is, they're legit. And sure enough, here we go. They're 9-0. So there we go. Cooper Wilman for me, how he matured from last year to this year and even grew up throughout the, the nine weeks of the season and the way he has run this Sterling team. I'm going to go with Cooper Wilman. Mine is kind of just a general thought, not a one particular performance. I came from an area in Georgia that high school football wasn't very good. So my highlight of the whole season for me is seeing so many teams, you know, go on to hopefully make the postseason and seeing some really good football. So I've just enjoyed being able to cover teams of this caliber. That's solid. That's Man, a good the answer. people from that area are going to be so mad. They don't listen. <laughs> they don't have they don't care, do they? down there the in, people in from the this, deep south. The, the, the people from this area will now love her even more. There you go. Stockpile. I would say... What's the best thing you've seen on the computer this year? <laughs> I would say North uh, sweeping West and Central and uh, sweeping the c- uh, city. That was nothing. high school this year. Two, Win two, Davenport. Two margin victory. Uh, n- two new margin victories uh, set in back-to-back weeks. Okay, to, and then now, now we'll move along. Best non-Davenport school hey, thing you saw. No, no, no. I want, yeah. I want Stocking, Stocking to say his best non-Davenport oh, okay, school gotcha. thing. Now or I was yeah, gonna, no, no, I, I yeah, thought yeah, I thought yeah. you were gonna go to dance. No, no. Um this thing's gone way out of control. I would say probably um Sterling beating Moline in that match in that big matchup. Yeah, I don't wanna like take cuffs, so but mine is the fact that Sterling goes into the Western Big Six and they dominate the Western Big Six. They didn't go in and play some close games and get by and, and win seven or six and one or five and two or they dominated the Western Big Six. They were the best team in the Western Big Six, and it's not close. It's not even close. So that would be my big story, the big takeaway that I have. That and like maybe as like a little added bonus, um, Colton Quagliano, and he's only a junior. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a good call. He's that's just good call. he's just stupid good, and it's fun to watch. And we get to do it for another year. We get to do it during the postseason. Um, we get to do it during basketball season. He's stupid um, good, and we're all just stupid. Yeah, there's <laughs> no good about it at all. Facts. So, um, so yeah. So make sure that was good, Greg. Yeah. Hey, that was welcome good. back. That welcome worked. back. That's yeah. why we bring it back. Dang it, I miss you. <laughs> um, don't don't have any more kids, <laughs> so that you get yeah. to do this more often. Check. You can't have it during in the off season. Have number five in the offseason. Go past that. So. No, no, four is four yep. is plenty. Yep. <laughs> four is yep. plenty. Yep. Yep. So on that note, um, Greg and I are gonna go find out <laughs> what's going on with <laughs> my four kids and your four kids, and Kelf's got kids running around everywhere, and <laughs> never mind. <laughs> um, so um on that note, we will um see you guys. Um, for the score on Sunday. We'll see you guys for a podcast next week. It's been a lot of fun during the regular season, and we're just getting warmed up. We can't wait for the postseason. Stockpile, 
Yeah, go ahead. So long, everybody. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.